Thank you. So hi, everyone. I'm Layla. I weigh and measure three meals a day from the grey sheet. I write them down. I commit them to my sponsor. I don't eat in between my meals. No matter what, and abstinence is the most important thing in my life today. And my abstinence date is the 25th of March, 2020. And um, yeah, I'm just going to try and do a bit about what it was like, what happened and what life is like today. And just to say, I genuinely feel so grateful to be on this meeting, to have been asked to share. You know, I hate kind of doing this stuff, but it keeps me abstinent. I believe that in my heart and um, that's what I've been shown to do. So what life was like for me before Grey Sheet. And it's a little bit kind of foggy. I don't really remember. It feels like it's a bit unclear to me. But what I do remember is from probably the age of about 13 or 14, starting to be consumed by feeling overweight, being really concerned about the shape of my body, the size of my thighs, the size of my arms, trying to diet, trying to restrict unsuccessfully. Um, but I think it progressively got worse. At, well, not think, I know it did. Like in my teens, I don't remember it being like horrendous. And I can't remember really using laxatives. I might have done. I'm not sure when all that started. But um, that's just when I got a sense of like, I needed to change myself, I guess. Um, you know, and I started things like slim, slim fast. I remember going to my first Weight Watchers meeting. I must have been about 15 or 16 with my nan. And then I feel like, to be honest, then things did sort of start to spiral a bit out of control. And that doesn't mean that I didn't have any good times in my life. I had, you know, I've got some really great memories and I didn't always hate myself, but I was consumed by this stuff. And certainly as I got it feels like to me, once I got to my later teens, at like 17, 18, right up until I come into Grey Sheets, Grey Sheets Anonymous, like two and a bit years ago, I just feel like dieting and getting thin, a thin body was the absolute main focus of my life. And that's, you know, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know how consumed I was by it. But every night when I went to bed, it was normally like, well, I didn't say please God, but it was like, you know, almost like, please, God, let, let tomorrow be different, you know, let tomorrow, I'd buy all the stuff for my diets, all the stuff would be in my fridge, I had all the books, so the only books I ever read was diet books, um, and most mornings I'd open my eyes, and before I'd even start the diet, I'd be back binging again, and then I started, I remember trying to purge once and make myself sick, and I wasn't successful, and I honestly believe that was a bit like a blessing in disguise, because you know, I think I, I remember my friends saying to me, I remember two friends, the advice I got from friends was stick your fingers down the back of your throat as far as you can and make yourself sick. Another friend would say to me, well, why don't you stop sm start smoking because that would curb the hunger. Bearing in mind that when I look back at myself, I wasn't, there was some periods when I was a young child, I was a bit overweight or maybe like, not, not I don't know, I don't know what age, but certainly going into my teens. Like, in fact, I was probably quite slim. Um, and it's funny, even like in my early 20s, I was quite slim, but I felt like repulsive and disgusting. And they're the words that floated around in my head. And the thing is, today, I believe like, you know, even physically back then, I didn't, you know, gain a lot of weight. I feel like what I was doing to my body, you know, physically was damaging. But for me, I think what I was doing with the food must have damaged me. I believe today, you know, emotionally and spiritually, even though at times I felt well and happy. Sometimes I think it was true, but 
I think I've just always been hidden behind my smile and a laugh or just hidden. Um, and no one really knew what was going on. When I tried to tell people about the food, I couldn't really articulate it or explain it. And all my friends, you know, if ever I said, oh, I'd overeaten or I can't stop eating or how much I'd consumed the night before, my friends would kind of just say, yeah, I, you know, I felt sick last night and I had this and I had that. And it was just, I just thought I was normal. And um, I think I did tell my doctor once and I tr- they sent me to get like some CBT therapy. And, but, you know, if I'm honest, nothing has worked for me apart from grey sheet. That's the truth. I'm not, you know, like therapy has helped me in other ways, but I couldn't stop eating, you know, with anything other than a grey sheet. And as such, I kind of just feel like at times I didn't like myself. I put my life, I would say, on hold. Again, a bit like unknowingly. It was always right when I get to this weight, you know, that's when, you know, the clothes I saved until I got that sort of fitted me, but I wanted to be a certain weight. And, you know, even recently, and I thought I'd share this, but my mum got me a purse, like a really nice purse, probably about five years ago now. Like I've never used it because I always think, oh, one day I'll use that. And about two weeks ago, I started using it, but I don't, the truth is I don't save things anymore. Like I've got dresses recently and this, sorry, I'm going a bit around. I'll come on to that because that's like the beauty and the gifts. But anyway, that's kind of what life was like for me, just being consumed by this stuff. Five you know, minutes. Thank you so much, Nancy. You know, I didn't date. I did go out, but you know, the amounts of t- t- amounts of time that my friends were going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted you know six or eight weeks notice in advance for a night out so I could diet, get my fake tan done, hair done, nails done. But actually, if I didn't diet, which I never, ever could stick to a diet, not for five minutes, it didn't matter whether I wouldn't want the nails, the hair and the fake tan because it was like nothing could, it felt like nothing would make me feel better. And, you know, subsequently, like, I always let my friends down. And, you know, there was, I can remember so many occasions, birthdays, I think even my own birthdays, you know, my friends would end up going without, out without me and I'd like be, please go out because I just felt repulsive and disgusting because I'd been binge eating. Um... Anyway, that's what life was like and abusing laxatives, you know, and going in different shops because I'd buy four things in one shop. I, did, I felt embarrassed by the quantity of like the sugar I was eating, you know, and in the end, to be honest, that almost just went out the window. I'd just go in the shop and get whatever the, I wanted because I just wanted to get in and get out. And I didn't even really care what people, you know, I was embarrassed, but I sort of just, I just wanted to get my stuff and get out of the shop and get home. Um you know, and anyway, then I sort of, uh, well, sort of, I become a cocaine addict, and that's how I was introduced to twelve step recovery. You know, and unbeknown to me, my sponsor at the time, who just happens to be on this meeting, she was also in food recovery. So that's how I got introduced to food recovery. I thank God that's. I feel like that is a miracle and a gift for me. I truly believe in my heart that if I didn't have a problem with cocaine, I don't even think I'd be sitting in this room now. I'd probably just be living my life, still in the food, not happy but not unhappy just living in that state of like one day to the next. And um, I got introduced to food recovery in the form of food addicts. And then I was also through my sponsor in this program, I was put in touch with someone else who's also in CA and she was in Gracie at the time and done a bit of FA. And um, this lady started, I spoke to her on the phone one day and I remember where I was sitting. She gave me an hour of her time. You know, I thought it was going to be a five minute conversation. And I remember her words exactly. Like I was telling her I was in CA. I was telling her, you know, I put the drugs down, but I can't stop eating. And I tell you what, when I put the drugs down, you know, I know I talked about not, you know, being in a normal size body. When I got off clean off the drugs, my weight 
it got heavier and heavier and heavier very quickly. And I kept seeing the number on the scales thinking, right, once it gets to that, I'm not going over that. That's it. And, you know, my weight did me bring me into GSA. But I, I think the real reason that I come in that I wanted help was I was scared. I was scared that, you know, I didn't come in at 300 pounds, but I believe 100% I have got the capacity to eat till I'm morbidly obese. Like with my weight was just, you know, going anyway. That's how it was. So, um, but I spoke to this lady on the phone and she said to me, can I share my experience with you? And I said, yes, please. And she told me, you know, not her opinion. She told me her experience. And that was when she was in the other food fellowship, she told me about how she would eat her breakfast and be on and running off and running. And I could so identify with that. I didn't know that I was putting things in my body in this other fellowship that was deemed abstinent that triggered me. You know, as soon as I ate my breakfast, I couldn't, the thoughts, the nutty thoughts in my head, it was just like, I want another one, I want another one. And, you know, I'd phone people up, they'd read, things out of the big book and like to be honest at the time none of that even mattered because I was off and running it didn't matter what you said to me I weren't even listening to what you were saying to me because I was thinking about what I'm getting from the shop and what I'm going to be putting in me um anyway she told me about her experience in GSA and how that was completely different and how she didn't get the cravings and I was like yep can I have some of that please I think I don't know what day of the week that was but I'm pretty sure within the next 48 hours I was wearing and measuring I was at a grey sheet meeting in London and then we was eating a weighed and measured lunch out in London. And she was showing me her jazzy portable scales. And and then she was in my home. This is all, all helping me. She was asking me about my budget, buying stuff, cooking with me. So I had food for the next couple of days. And I think that was my first experience. I can't remember exactly, but I think I got 14 days abstinence. And I, you know, I remember feeling different. I remember being free. I remember that. Those thoughts just leaving me, they were gone. It was like whatever I was suffering with, which I can't even really explain today, but that stuff that consumed me that I've just described, it was like that was lifted and gone. And um, But, you know, for whatever reason, you know, when I look back on reflection, I'm not really sure, but I think it was a combination of things. I don't think I was working this programme up. My life depended on it. I don't think I was using all the tools and all the suggestions. I was still sort of, do, you know, one foot in, one, one foot out. But there was so much denial, you know, at the time I probably believed or wanted to believe that I was doing everything. Anyway, thank you. Okay, so anyway, in a nutshell, I've got a sponsor. You know, I had probably many day ones, if I'm honest, and then I flitted in and out of Gracie. I went back to F.A., and I was kind of treating everything as a diet because I didn't know how to treat anything any differently. And then I'm not really sure what happened, but I reached out to someone, asked if they would sponsor me. And it wasn't, I wasn't even in a particular bad space. I can remember that day, like it was yesterday, almost what I was wearing, where I was. And um, this lady said to me, she had a free strike rule. I'd had my free strikes, but she still took me back. And um, I get, got my abstinent food shop. I didn't buy anything else. And that's the other thing I want to mention, the, Denial, like I remember doing my shopping in food recovery and still buying non-abstinent things. But this time round, thank God, this two and a bit years I've had, I've never done that. I don't have anything non-abstinent in my house. I live by myself. Um, and I started doing everything. You know, the suggestions that I got told was a minimum of three meetings a week. You might need to do more than that. You might even need to take a bit of the time off of the work of work. I didn't know in the end, but I did contemplate that. Um 
free outreach calls a day no matter what and it's not just calls I needed to speak to three people if that meant me calling 10 people that's what I had to do um start doing service you know I think there was things I could do you know the readings at the meeting whatever I can't you know I think I was encouraged to get on my knees and pray which I do but I was doing that anyway um get to the next GSA event roundup whatever it was steps workshop and I think there was some more but basically that's what I started doing um and with that I don't I still can't believe today like I've had my dinner delicious three meals today beautiful got my lunch out I was in a different place of work today got my in fact I said to the people do you mind if we stop now because I'd really like to have my lunch you know thinking about myself but they was all like yeah we need to have a little break as well um but like my lunch is already delicious in the fridge for tomorrow. Like I don't know where the willingness comes from. You know, I don't even walk down the non-abstinent aisles now. In fact, occasionally I might if I need to get something for someone or whatever. But I just go in, get what I want. But I want to just talk a little bit about, you know, what life is like. Because, and I don't even really know how to put it into words what life is like. Because my life is, you know, I'm still sitting in the same flat sort of in the same job I've changed jobs a couple of times but you know I'm in the same hospital it's the same job different department really and like life to me feels different I feel different I can't believe that I do definitely think about food but it's my gray sheet food and if I'm thinking about something non-gray sheet I'm not joking it's probably for a minute not less than a minute you know I'll give you an example whenever I eat a meal I sort of after I think mm, I could eat that probably all over again or whatever it is by the time I've washed my bowl up that's gone it's just gone it's like I don't think about it again you know when I go to bed tonight I might think for a minute or oh, breakfast in the morning but it's like that's it you know it's just that's so for me like I do it is so freeing I want to be honest you know I'm not sure I'm completely free because I feel like there's other stuff going on and I don't even know what that is yet I think you know I still have a, a really noisy head at times but it isn't noisy about the food. I never think about diets now. When someone talks about a diet, I know it might sound bad, but I almost rejoice. I think, oh, great. It feels like a luxury and a gift that I don't ever think about. And I don't feel like I'm on a diet. Um, you know, another gift for me is like being able, you know, today I just put on a pair of trousers. Like I had a shower this morning. And not saying I never used to shower, but things like that are definitely improved for me, you know, looking after myself, my personal hygiene. I put on a pair of trousers, a top and a jumper and trainers, and I wore that to work. But I looked in the mirror today, uh, you know, just with my hair is like it is now. But I looked at my jeans and I thought, I really love these jeans. I really like the way they look on me. And just, thank you. And I know it's not all about that. And I will wrap this up here, but for me, as someone who's 40 years old, who spent my whole life not wearing the clothes that I want to wear and love, you know, to be able to just throw anything on today. I, you know, people have said to me in the last, since I've been in grey sheet, I've never seen you in a dress before. I even bought myself some two beautiful dresses in the last probably two weeks and I've worn one of them already. And, you know, I never, I couldn't take a compliment before I started grey sheets. You know, now I can and I try and compliment myself, which is difficult but I do it. But in a nutshell, Gracie is it's the most beautiful thing that has ever happened to me. And I pray and I hope that I spend the rest of my life here. And I've got no reason to believe if I do what I did yesterday and do what I've done today, tomorrow, why that can't be the case. Thank you.